Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Glad to be with you on a very nice Thursday afternoon here in beautiful northern Nevada. We're having a great time as we do the transition from fall into winter. This snowfall that we had recently really gets me ready to go. I mean, ski-wise. I'm so anxious to get the boards out this year and travel fast across all of the mountains in northern Nevada and northern California. Realistically, though, I'll be lucky to get out once this year because I'm so darn busy. It has just been a bear doing all the work, getting all the things ready for this year's holiday season and the upcoming bee season. Later on the show, yes, we're going to have Debbie Gilmore joining us from the Mason Valley Beekeepers Association. We're going to be talking about the good work that she's doing in Urington, Nevada, for all of northern Nevada, plus talking about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference coming up in February. And we're going to give you all the details about what's happening at that event this year. It's going to be extra special. You know, you know you're going to want to join us. Also joining us later, a new guest to our radio show, Liz Goodgold is with us. Liz is from Red Fire Branding. And she's going to talk to us uh, about how her work can help the real estate professionals that listen to our radio show. And I'm particularly going to, at, particularly going to ask her about procedure when doing conference calls, sales calls, follow-up calls on what we love, Zoom. We're going to talk about that and a look at the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors after this why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. right here on 1180 a.m. radio, The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. When it comes to time to buy real estate, you've got to go to two places, your bank and your mortgage lender. Got to put them together to make sure that deal closes without any hitches. That's why I recommend you talk to Brian Cushing at the Guild Mortgage Cushing Team right here in Northern Nevada. They are fantastic loan officers. They make it easy, simple, and you'll accomplish your goals providing you are looking at the right roadmap. Brian Cushing and his team will put that roadmap in your focus. Want to learn more? Call the Cushing team, 775-453-0345. Brian Cushing's NMLS license number is 303-405. And all of his contact information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Great day today. I'm having a good time talking with wonderful people like I do every week. And this week, it's no different. I have a guest on our radio show in the studio today, Liz Goodgold. Welcome to our show, Liz. Hey, nice to be here. It's nice to have you here as well. I saw you in our studio earlier today, visiting with Sherry Hill and talking with her about some of the things on her radio show. Very exciting to meet you, Liz, to learn about your work. And for the benefit of our listeners that don't know, Goodgold, let us know. Yeah, I really work with people. How do you brand better? Speak gooder and write writer. So what that means is, how do you really get the essence of great communication that tells and sells? Yeah. And that's what's really important, I think, at the end of the day when you're talking for real estate agents. We can talk all we want, but at some point, I want you to sign on the dotted line. You know, Liz, I've been in sales a long time. It was five, I was five years old when I made my first sale, and I was so happy I went out and celebrated. Sales is a huge part of my life. Door to door, 
business to business, face to face, phone to phone. Zoom to Zoom is kind of a new thing for me and for many people. Uh, we all have to kind of learn sales all over again, don't we? We do, and I think the question to ask though is do you have the right medium for the message? So if you're having many people on it, then certainly it makes sense for Zoom. Mm -hmm. But perhaps you're just doing a conversation with one person. I think you really have to evaluate. Is it a Zoom opportunity? <laughs> right? Well, or is know, it a room opportunity? You know, we look, we all like to we all like to uh, exercise our technology, don't we? We I do, mean, we if do. we have Zoom, why not use it? Even if it is with just one person. Let's take a look, right? And in a way, when I when I think about Zoom, I think about when I first learned how to use Zoom, Liz. It was one-on-one -on -one with one of my buddies. He said to me, we got to learn how to use this thing. Let's see if it works. Sure. Connected, say, hey, it works pretty good. But, you know, after a while, it's just faster to make a phone call, send a text. Mm -hmm. So Zoom has a different purpose. It does. And the good news there in terms of sales is you get to see the reaction that you're not going to on the phone. You can see the facial expression. This is why text, as we all know, bombs, right? There's no emotion. There's not enough communication techniques going on. But if I've got you, Peter, on Zoom, I am hearing you and I am seeing you and I'm looking for those visual cues, mm -hmm. which help me a whole heck of a lot better than mm -hmm. I'm just on the phone. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and much better, of course, than text. As you say, uh, I, I'm sure many a uh, breakup has been caused by misunderstanding uh, <laughs> of a text. Many business deals have gone awry because of a uh, mispronunciation or a misquote. Yep. Uh, you know, a punctuation mark can make a whole difference. Yep. So Zoom is probably the closest thing we have to the Jetsons talking phone, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's so very true. Who it's are the Jetsons? Meet George Jetson. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this shows you your Daughter age. If, Judy. Yeah, see, if you can sing along. Jane, his wife. And da, we da, never da, thought da, it da, would da, happen da. in our lifetime, but it's here. And yes, if you can get that power on Zoom, you do want to make sure that you're taking advantage of it. I'm talking with Liz Goodgold. Liz is with Fire Branding here in Northern Nevada. You work with clients all across the country. I, I definitely do. Work that you do because... Liz, I think when it comes down to it, look, I don't care if you're talking about Zoom, text, email, phone, face-to-face, -face, it comes down to one thing. Can you get that person to like you? Yep. Isn't the likability factor the key in all communications? Because it doesn't matter if I have these great ideas and great plans. If you think I'm being boastful in the way that I'm telling you about all of my great things that I have in mind for you and talking about myself and what we're going to do for our family, for our world, for our country, it's kind of a turnoff, isn't it? It's definitely. Some people talk about the like-trust continuum, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's really important. But you mentioned something that was really interesting, which was that brag. And the humble brag, by the way, seems to bomb. In other words, there's a real difference between branding and bragging. Mm -hmm. If you can back it up with numbers and stats, hi, glad to meet you. I'm the number one real estate agent in Northern Nevada, having closed 483 deals in the last 16 months. Not branding, it's a fact. You, you know, I've met many it. people that have said exactly that to me. And I got to tell you, Liz, it didn't sound like a fact. It sounded <laughs> like bragging to me. <laughs> but even worse is the humble brag. And to me, the humble brag, to give you an example, would be, I don't know why I'm the radio show. I mean, I just can't imagine why they'd be so interested in me. Well, I've done this. I've written three books. Blah, 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 blah. So the humble brag to me actually more often than not backfires. And I think you see a lot of this on LinkedIn, which is I'm so honored to be invited to this event. And to me, if your real goal is to help people, you don't go on LinkedIn to say, I'm so honored to be on this. Let me share the number one suggestion I gave to real estate agents. And now you've added value. And that brings you one step closer to making a connection. And when you make a connection, then you can like me, then you can fall in love with me, and then you can do business with me. Liz Goodgold is my guest on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm so excited that you're here, Liz. I have so many more questions for you. Would you be able to stick a little bit more? We have to take a quick break. Sure, of course. I'm here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with Liz Goodgold from Red Fire Branding, talking about the that we all have to deal with in the world. Also joining us later on the show, Debbie Gilmore from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. That and more after this.
Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. With me in the studio, I have Liz Goodgold talking with us about Red Fire Branding. And joining us just now is Debbie Gilmore from the Mason Valley Beekeepers and Nevada Beekeepers Conference. Welcome to our show, Debbie. Good morning, Peter. Good to be here. It's good to have you here. How was the traffic coming in from Yarrington, Nevada today? Oh, I-80 is always crazy, right? Crazy, crazy. You know, it's a free uh, roller coaster is what I look at. It is. Who needs wheelchairs? Who needs all that other stuff, right? You just get on that road and go. That's right. Well, very glad that you're here. We're going to be talking about the beekeeping world, some of the new things that have developed. Liz from uh, Red Fire Branding is with us, and we were talking about communications, Debbie, and how important it is when you're interacting with people, especially in today's digital world. Have you had any Zoom calls that you've been on yourself? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, All the time, I right? like to say Zoom because of the way my face looks. <laughs> zoom. Is that a good look? I don't think so. It's always a good look, Peter. <laughs> Liz, you and I were talking about the likability factor. Because really, when you meet people face-to-face in the old days, mm-hmm. girl, boy, school, wherever it is, you pretty well know whether you like them or you don't. There's a lot of mystery there as to what causes or what, what develops into that. But the fact is... The likability factor is key to all of our decisions. How do you get somebody to like you on Zoom? I think it starts with trying to find a common area. And this is, goes back to talking about connection. So it could be something so simple, which is, and we talk here, Peter, if you haven't seen him, his entire collection of glasses. I make a connection, I had to share mine. So now we have something in common. And so things that draw people together tend to be grouped in certain categories. Mm-hmm. Geography, the weather, where you went to school, children, sports. So these are areas that are just leapfrogs to get you a little bit closer to a connection quicker. And I tend to like to pull them out of my hat because I do want to make a connection. And I think you have so much information at your disposal, right? I can go to LinkedIn and go, oh my gosh, you're a Terrapin? You went to University of Maryland? Woo, me too. Instantaneously, we have something to talk about. So it's sort of that, let's give them something to talk about that gets the conversation going. So the minute I can have a conversation, then we can flirt a little bit, and then that boosts the likability factor. What do you suppose that people are challenged with that, Liz? What is the challenge that people have then when they're trying to get connected, get somebody to like them? What's holding them back? I think a lot of people are fake. And I think we, and this so much for you is my branding background, that lack of authenticity just reeks of foul. So it's almost as if they're, or they're so slick that you want to shake their hand with a rubber glove. They're so slick. Like if I was to tell you about my days as a ballerina, it, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just, I love doing the, the tutus and on the tippy toes. And, and I, I, I guess I could tell you all about it. But when I tell other people about that, they struggle to believe me. Yeah, that I, I think, did that. And I think you hear it. And I think we've all met salespeople mm-hmm. who have committed that sin. Oh, I love your shirt. And you're thinking this and you know, if this right. old shirt is not it. And that I think comes back to you have to be authentic. So if mm-hmm. I'm going to make a connection and make a comment, it has to be genuine. Genuine, yes. And that to me is really what's important. Or you, otherwise, you really do sound like that sleazy salesperson. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, Liz, struggle to be liked and struggle to get attention 
the only way they know how, and that is to talk incessantly, regardless of whether they know anything or not. How many people have you ever met that continue to talk and talk and talk, and they never give you a chance to put anything? Debbie, have you ever heard that before? No, and hold never. on. Now, and you see what I'm saying is, see, some people, they will not let you talk. And Liz, have you ever had that issue come up? I no, now, see, I'm saying that Ian over there knows. I ask Ian all the time, Ian, what do you think? Ian, what do you think? See, he doesn't tell me anything. He just sits there and lets me do all the talking. I don't know what is wrong with people sometimes. They, they, and then they wonder why people think they're stupid. <laughs> Debbie Gilmore. Yes. Peter. Tell me about your world. Oh, my world. <laughs> <laughs> are we having a good time today? We, we absolutely are. are. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, it's all about communications. And we, you know, I've been in the television world, the radio world, the newspaper, we do web work, but I'm not in any, Ian is part of my team here. Neither one of us are in those worlds. You know what world we're in? Communications. That's you all are. we're into. How we talk to people, how we write mm -hmm. to people, the kind of video we show, the kind of things we don't show. You know, one of the things that I've found, Liz and Debbie, that has been greatly valuable in my studies in the advertising world is something I learned from a, a master in advertising, David Ogilvy. And David Ogilvy said that many times what needs attention needs not be seen. Essentially, it's all about what's missing many times as opposed to what's in front of you. I mean, we've got so much noise coming at us from every single direction. It's kind of nice to get a moment of silence, isn't it? Or a pause. And that, I think, is the other side, Liz, of effective communication is knowing when not to talk, knowing when to listen. And I think it also goes right back to being a great salesperson. The great salesperson actually is listening. And not so much that they can take notes and be the cheat sheet. It's because I actually care. And I'm engaged. And therefore, oh my gosh, tell me about the bees. Tell me how you're working. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your grandfather. It's to say, I was actively listening. And that's something that I always appreciate. I learned too that uh, a lot of people, and it's probably true still today, that rather than listening, what people are doing is they're waiting for their chance to jump in and talk. So they're not really hearing what that other person is. They're formulating in their mind, how my part is going to be, right? My part, it's all about me, 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 me. And you know, I, I got to the point in my early days as a manager of advertising sales, Liz and Debbie, that one of the questions I would ask prospective applicants, prospective employees of our company, was I asked them on an average sales call, what would you say would be the right percentage of the time you talk and the time the other person talks? And I guarantee you that when the person told me 50-50 or that they would talk 60-40 because they were the salesperson or 80-20 because they knew this was a tough thing to sell and they had to get make sure the other person knew what they were talking about, I didn't hire those people because I was looking for people that listened 80% of the time and talked 20% of the time, unlike what I do on my radio show. <laughs> I talk too much. Right. You can't practice what you speak because of the nature of this medium. <laughs> Very different. But you get That's an right. A for that for recognizing that listening is selling. It absolutely is. People love to be listened to, don't they? They do. Don't they love to talk about themselves? Yeah. Have you right. ever noticed how much I love to talk about myself <laughs> when I'm around you? I mean, I could talk forever about myself. You know, I'm one of my favorite persons. Well, you should be. Why is that, Debbie? Tell well, me. because Make you're me a wonderful person. Oh, I feel so good. Oh, you're so kind. Debbie I've Gilmore. I've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Gilmore is the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers and also the head honchess, that's like a honcho, only a woman, uh, the head honchess at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And Debbie, there's a lot of communication that goes on there a lot between of the beekeepers. Mm -hmm. You know, we're learning new mm -hmm. things, we're sharing new things. Have you noticed yourself, Debbie, that, that there are some people that attend the functions and they, they, they just seem to be it's like a requirement that they talk more than everybody else. You have one person or two person that just has to get in there and pontificate. <laughs> That's not you. I know that. No, it's not you, me. Not like I'm <laughs> kind of behind the scenes kind but of girl. But it seems like every, every organization, every group, every gathering is going to have one of those persons, right? We Somebody who, who intentionally wants to dominate the conversation. Liz, do you we run do. into that? I run into it all the time. People just chat, chat, chat. 
And to me, one of the things is, how can you start asking questions to flip it? That's really interesting about this. And sometimes I call this the Al Gore shuffle. Do you ask the questions <laughs> of the person that's talking a lot? Is that where you ask a question to? So sometimes I do that, and I get it because I do so many workshops and training. Yeah. where there's, It's not uncommon to have someone who's the dominant. So one of the things that you can do is to stand behind that person. So if you're in a training, what happens is you ha you're standing above them, which is a position of power. Yeah. The person sitting there has nowhere to look, and it pretty much shuts them down immediately. Yeah. So kind of keep that in your hip pocket. Uh -huh. If you ever I'm have it, it shuts them down. I'm going to stand up right now so I make sure who's in control around here. You're going to stand behind me. Well, huh? see, the problem is, Debbie, I know what happens at these meetings. They stand up. They're they standing do. up and they're talking. They do. <laughs> They want to be recognized. But it's so funny because these are really minute observations, Liz, that you have that allow you to manage a situation. I'm not talking about controlling a situation, but you have to manage it as, uh, you know, as the owner of your company and you have these big responsibilities. You, you have to look at all the different elements and give them each their chance, right? And so it's the same as when you're dealing with people. Everybody really wants to have their own opportunity yeah, to speak. I remember when I came into a new project in the construction industry in the trailer and I walked in and intentionally the project manager stood up all six foot four 280 pounds. Yeah. I shook his hand and I said you know I think you need to work a little bit harder to intimidate me mm -hmm. and all the male project managers went ooh. We were on equal footing from there and on. Mm -hmm. Did he? Did he? Well. Um, wow. Wow. Well I guess that's one one way to uh, gain control of a situation, right? Yep. My guest is Liz Goodgold. I love your name, Liz. Thank did you. you. Is that your real name or did you come up with that name? This is the short story. Left the man, kept the name. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of gold. Gold is a man's best friend. Oh, you know? bueno. I mean, how bad I mean, can it be? How bad can go, but good gold. I mean, that's even better. You're like 24 karat. It is. Oh, Liz. You have a great website. I want to keep talking with you, but as always, I've run out of time before I run out of ideas and more words to say. So please let us know your website if somebody wants to learn more about Red Fire Branding. Come find me at redfirebranding.com. Easy peasy. Well, that's just darn too easy. I bet if you Google Red Fire Branding, it'll get you there, and Red Fire will get you there. And I love the look of your website because it's all red and fire. And anyway, it's hot. So very glad that you're with us today. Before we finish up this segment of the show, though, I want to make sure that we get a chance to talk with you, too, about the upcoming Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. So Debbie here is uh, going to be continuing on the show and talking about all the great things that we're going to be doing there, Liz. But I have to share with you where I'm taking Debbie to lunch today after our conversation, and it is to a local restaurant called Chewy's. And Chewy's is using our honey to make these fantastic cocktails called Honey Margaritas. Oh, they're so good. So good. You'll love it. I can't wait. I'm drawing one tonight, so actually, I'm good. They I'm actually sold. have a little bit of honeycomb in the margarita, so it adds just a little bit of complexity that I know you'll absolutely love. And I understand that you love honey. I do. I'm sweet on it. Uh, so that's why Debbie is here. Debbie, she has the gold standard of honey in my world because after 100 years in business, Debbie, you've got to know what you're doing. Are those well, bees really that old, 100 years? They, they really are. <laughs> they really are. Here's some good news. Tell me. We just found out this morning that we are one of the finalists with our Lavender Honey and the Good Food Awards. Oh, that's that nationally. Is so, yeah, I'm very excited about oh, that. Oh, I've sampled that honey. Oh, I can understand why it would win good honey. an award. Lavender mix. Good yeah. Honey. So uh, Liz Debbie has uh, lots of lavender plants around her home, around her apiary. There's, I bet there's over a hundred. We have about six hundred. Six hundred. That's a lot of lavender. It and, is. And the bees love it that. Makes don't a they? lot of honey. Too. Yeah, yeah. It does. Oh my! Yeah. And it's so good. I was, honey is to me. Honey is like wine to a wine connoisseur. So everywhere I go, I like to look at the honeys. I put them up to the to the sunlight. I like to sample them and taste for aftertastes or hints of this and that and the other. And it's just a delightful experience. Well, I see a jar of your honey here, Peter. And yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Well, it is a like beautiful little honey. Color yeah. and clear. Yep. So uh, just, just so that you know and our listeners know, this honey here, I have a little sample that I'm giving to Liz because I'm hoping she's going to be attending our bee conference in one way, shape, or form. But this honey actually came from a swarm that Sherry Hill caught out of a tree. She climbed up there and she was in our 
pigtails and her buckle shoes and her gym shorts. And she went up there and got that big ball of bees and threw them in a box. And the next thing you know, we're getting honey out of it. And I have, this honey has a little bit of a wild taste to mm. it. You know? I like to say that, but I don't know. <laughs> but it's just kind of funny how, that, how it works. And, and, uh, and no two honeys are ever going to be alike. Never. Because Never. they're all different plants, different seasons, different this, that, and the other. So it's really a treat to, for me to sample different honeys. And Liz, when you sample this honey, I hope you're going to be interested enough to sample another honey. Debbie, we had a honey tasting contest at the last event. We did. Probably. We how, did. How, many, how many did we have in the lineup? I oh, think we, probably I think had, we had about 30 or yep. so. And yep. um, a young person from Dayton was mm -hmm. the winner of our honey tasting. So, wow. yeah. Oh, that's very nice. So, Liz, what do you think? Honey for you? Love it. But wow. I'm also interested. So the way that the honey gets it is it pollinates the different flowers. So is that why it's lavender honey? It's the nectar. Okay. It's the nectar from the plants. And so it's the primary plant that is blooming. That is the primary nectar source is that you can call it a lavender honey. Okay. So we extract the honey after the the lavender is blooming. And that's the primary source of their, their nectar. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, ex I'm excited. Oh, it's, it's so, so it's not like artificial. You don't take honey and then add lavender plants Some to it. Some people do that. It's called oh. infused honey. Okay. We don't add anything. So every year, going back to the wine, it tastes different based upon what the bees were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. in Debbie's case, she has uh, 600 lavender plants now. Next year, she'll still have 600 lavender plants. So she's producing lavender uh, scented, lavender flavored honey just by virtue of the fact that her bees are surrounded by these lavender plants. In our case, our bees are surrounded by Russian sage. And so it has oh. just a slightly touch different. And I just love the smell of both. They're, they're like cousins mm -hmm. to me. Um, but uh, I was in Texas recently, picked up some honey that's from cotton, pollinated with cotton plants. And it was delightful. Again, very different. Right now at home, we're sampling some thistle honey that we got from Santa Rosa, California, and that is marvelous too. It's kind of like a Cabernet Sauvignon of honey, as opposed to the cotton honey that we tried was more like a a, a white, uh, um, like a blush, you know, had just a touch of a flavor. But it's just a, quite an experience, and I'm encouraging everybody to join us and enjoy what we enjoy at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up. Feb 26 and 27 in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. And you can get all the details at the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. .org. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be back on our radio show after this quick message. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Everybody wants to move to Nevada. You know why? Nobody knows why. But we love Nevada. And so I'm encouraging all local Nevadans to buy real estate. Seriously. If you live in Nevada now, if you've lived here all your life especially, you're a native, you better own some real estate. Why? Because if you don't own real estate soon, there will be none left to get. Please buy real estate in Nevada if you're a local and you want to stay here and be happy. Call Brian Cushing at the Cushing team of Guild Mortgage. He's going to help you get pre-approved for a mortgage, get you all set up to know what kind of a home you can buy, not only in Reno, Sparks, anywhere in Nevada. He'll fix it up for you. Call him, 775-453-0345. Brian Cushing's NMLS license number is 303-045. And all of his contact information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Debbie, you've heard me talk about Brian Cushing before. I have. And do you know why I keep talking about him? Because he's good. He's good. He's really good. I mean, people only talk about that, which is good. And Brian Cushing is a great mortgage lender. And that's why we recommend him to our listeners. When it comes to having a great time with your real estate, enjoying the benefits, the fruits of your labor, if you will, that's when we talk about the world of beekeeping. 
Debbie, you and I have known each other for quite a while now. I think we met probably in, oh, it was 2015, because I have here in my studio the very first packet of the Mason Valley Beekeepers Conference that I went to, the sixth annual Beekeepers Conference. It was in 2016. Remember that? Wow, Wasn't that yeah. fun? Yes. Dude. They're all fun. Oh, my gosh. We had such a great time. Sherry and I went. That was our very first meeting uh, for the Nevada State Beekeepers. And it was amazing what we learned. I remember I was telling Sherry this this morning. I was overwhelmed. After oh, that yeah. meeting, I was, it was just I was, my head was full of all these new terms, all these new words. And it looked like a lot of work. <laughs> and I was, just wasn't sure, you know. But uh, Debbie, after you talked to Sherry, and she and I had the chance to download a little bit, we decided not go to a couple of uh, monthly meetings and see how that feels for us. Let's make sure because, you know, it, it takes a while to get planned. So that's what we did. And from there on, it has just been a great adventure since. I think it's the same as everything new. It's kind of daunting at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Once you just kind of jump in and take it as it goes, mm -hmm. um, it all kind of fits together. Well, you know, it's kind of fun. I was looking around at some of the people at these meetings and I thought, gee, that guy seems to know a whole lot about beekeeping. And that woman over there sure asked some interesting questions. She must really know a lot. And I kept thinking, how did they get so smart? How did they, <laughs> how did they learn so much of these things? You know, because it's like a totally foreign language to me. But you're right. It's it's kind of a step by step process, right? It is, and I think it's um, passion about learning new things. It's a passion about um, the you know the the bees and the plight of the bees and um, mm -hmm. it's just a passion that you have that you want to learn more about what's yeah. going on. Well, that's why earlier in the show I mentioned Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections, and the reason is because I had after I attended the bee conference and I had, I had uh, suggested to Dan uh, to Dan that I was thinking about beekeeping. Well, he gave me a whole bunch of great information, and then he invited me to his home, mm -hmm. and we had a chance. He took me out to get into the bees with him. And mm -hmm. that was, you know, it was my very first time in a bee box. And mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of scary in a way. It can be. Yeah. And it was, I wasn't scared of the bees. I was more scared that I would hurt them in some way ah. because they're so little, they're so tiny. And, you know, I didn't want to crush any. And, and I know that, you know, it just happens sometimes a bee gets crushed or, you know, you just never know. But um, And then I thought, it, you know, it's so hard to keep these bees. It takes a lot of work to become a beekeeper and take care of these bees. The thought of even losing one bee, uh, you know, it's just it's like you're losing your investment. You're losing your livestock. And so I was always chasing that one bee, you know. There's something I tell um, beekeepers all the time. There's two things for sure in beekeeping. Mm -hmm. Bees will die and you will get stung. Those are the only two guarantees in beekeeping, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we've learned that, and we've experienced that in so many ways, Debbie. Uh, I, I have so many things that I can talk about when it comes to beekeeping, and I've found that beekeepers, uh, they have so much knowledge. They can tell you about practically anything from the food they eat, the kind of bees that they have. Some of this great information that I'm looking at right now obviously came from the Nevada State beekeepers, but I've learned so much about what's a bee and what's not a bee and what kind of bees are there. I mean, most people think that bees are just bees, that they're all the same and that they well, all sting the same, and, and it's not get, the case. Once you get into beekeeping, you worry about or you take into consideration plants that they visit, mm -hmm. um, other pollinators, weather, you're watching the weather. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the drought has a huge impact on beekeeping and the bees. So, yep. um, you know, be, all of a sudden you become aware of so many things around you. Oh, yeah. We have become better gardeners and more mm -hmm. conscientious gardeners mm -hmm. since we became beekeepers because it, we came to the instant realization that bees live off of plants. And if you have them placed in an area where there's great plants, you'll get great benefits. They'll be healthy. They'll produce a lot of honey, a lot of babies. But if you put them in an area where there is very little food, where there are pesticides perhaps, maybe a lot of traffic, pollution, they're not going to do as well. Not and as well. you will not be taking care of your bee family as well as you could if you find a better solution. So that's one, things we, one of the things we learn at the Bee Conference, Debbie, is kind of where to get started, how to get started. And of course, we were talking earlier with Liz Goodgold about communication. Holy cow, you really have to have great communication with other beekeepers. 
in order to get the right kind of understanding and learning and help that is required to get, to get started. Well, there is so much about beekeeping and bees and the health of honeybees, and that's why we try to bring in people from all parts of our country, all parts of the United States, mm -hmm. to to tap into all of those different resources. Honeybees are probably the most researched insect in history right now, and we try to bring in those researchers that are producing all of the latest topics, you know, the top-notch um, research that's happening with honeybees so mm -hmm. that, you know, if nothing else, our Nevada beekeepers are very well-informed and educated, oh. and that's what I like. Well, you know, and, and when people think about education, they think, oh, you know, going to class, taking tests, getting a grade, getting a certificate, whatever. That's so different in the beekeeping world because when you pass a class, when you get a good grade, when you move on to the next level, you're growing your beekeeping world. You're not just getting a grade or a diploma. You're actually able to take it to that next step. step. It is so amazing, Debbie, the things that I see at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. If you've never been a beekeeper, you're probably thinking, well, all I do is get a box of bees and you take care of the bees and maybe get some honey someday. Wrong. There's so much more. <laughs> They're very complicated. Uh, Debbie, uh, you, you taught people how to make mead at last year's beekeeping conference. Mm -hmm. Then I remember not long ago, I learned how to make bath bombs. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to make lip balm and uh, beeswax candles. One of my favorite products from the hive is the beeswax to make candles. And for our listeners, if you've never experienced a beeswax candle, you've never experienced the great joy you can get from seeing that flame and understanding how different that flame is from a petroleum flame, from a regular candle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Debbie, let our listeners know, where does the wax come from a beehive? How does that get there? The, the honeybees actually produce the beeswax. They have four sets of glands on their abdomen that secrete little tiny clear flakes of beeswax. Mm -hmm. And they put that in their mandibles and they form it into these perfect little hexagon shapes that are inside the beehive. And um, so that's where the, where the beeswax comes from. It takes about 28,000 of those little tiny flakes to make one ounce of beeswax, <laughs> Wow! which is not a lot of beeswax. And you know what? That's, that's amazing because I'm getting a ton of wax out of my beehives. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. I, I love the beeswax, not only to look at it for making candles, but just because it's kind of fun to chew on. And uh, there's, just, there's just a number of ways to use it. You can use it as a lubricant. You can. There's many, many uses for beeswax. They mm -hmm. use it in cosmetics, lotions, mm -hmm. um, soaps. I mean, it's a multi-purpose. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference coming up Feb 26 and 27. This is going to be your 11th 11th conference. annual conference, mm -hmm. yes. And so give us a general layout of what the the conference is going to look like, Debbie? So we start Friday morning, and Friday morning we have a series of six workshops that um, all of the participants rotate through so that they can participate in all six workshops. So you don't have to pick and choose which ones you want to go to. You can go through all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then Friday afternoon we start with our speakers. We go through dinner Friday night. We have a social hour. We have a silent auction. We're going to have a bee photo contest this year. Mm. We have a honey tasting contest. And then um, Saturday is all speakers, um, researchers, all kinds of things going on. And then again, Saturday night, we have a guest speaker. We have a, a great dinner Saturday night and another mm -hmm. social hour Saturday night. Yeah, yep. it's a lot of fun. I look forward to it every year, Debbie. It's a great escape from the city life, going to a small town like I grew up in Colorado in a small town. Yarrington, Nevada is a charming little community. Uh, it does fill up pretty big in the summertime when you have, of course, night in the country. Probably the <laughs> biggest event that goes there. That's true. And That's that true. has thousands and thousands of people. And then the next biggest event, of course, is the Nevada State Beekeepers oh, Conference. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but absolutely. we don't hit the thousands and thousands. We had <laughs> tens and tens of people. Tens and tens, <laughs> yes. I think we had about 150 people last we year. We did. We had right around <laughs> 150. So that was a, so a it's great quaint, turnout. It's fun. Yes. And people of all ages show up from all backgrounds. And you'd be amazed, the people that are beekeepers, I mean, um, they're just, you just look at some folks and you would never think that that person would be a beekeeper.
And next thing you know, you see pictures of them climbing up a tree to retrieve a swarm or We have some amazing speakers already promised to come in in February and I'm really excited about them. One last year we had a doctor that did some publications that is of, about honey. Dr. Ron Fezenden. Fezenden. And I loved his book Debbie because it was the health benefits of honey. Was yes, book. yes. I have it here in my yes. library. And I remember one of the things he said is that if you're having trouble sleeping at night, you might try a tablespoon of honey before you go to bed mm -hmm. because honey has so many natural enzymes and proteins and, and different elements within the honey that really help you relax. It does. And it's amazing how many people from that conference have gained so much information and benefit from listening to him speak. Oh, yeah. This year we have a person coming who is quite a guru on propolis. <laughs> so we are going to learn a lot of health benefits about propolis this year. And for our listeners, propolis does not mean you're for polis <laughs> or you're not, you know, anti-propolis. <laughs> it's propolis is actually one word. And Debbie, explain to us what propolis is. Propolis is a resin that the bees collect from trees. Our cottonwood trees are a really good source of propolis around mm -hmm. here. And what the bees do with that is they use it to polish and to sterilize the inside of their beehive. Yeah. So the, the latest research is the more propolis that they collect, the healthier the inside of their beehive is. Oh, yeah. And I know that they use it to seal up little cracks and crevices they do. to protect the air, the weather. It's kind of like the uh, caulking of bees That's is true. the propolis. It's called the bee glue as well. Bee glue is what it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love talking about bees. Look at this. We've already run out of time on this segment, but please <laughs> hang on. We're going to talk more after this. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. right here on 1180 a.m. radio. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. My guest is Debbie Gilmore from the Mason Valley Beekeepers Conference and the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up Feb 26 and 27 in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. One of the reasons I love going to Yarrington, besides the honey world, is I love to look at the real estate and the things that are happening between Reno and Yarrington, Nevada. Well, you know, you have sparks on the way, and then we get to the USA Parkway, and we get real close to Fernley, which I love. Fernley's got some great opportunities. Silver Springs has got the big roundabout now, and there's a lot of traffic there. I'm seeing more and more houses go up. And even all the way into Yarrington, although you don't have a lot of construction, you have a lot of desirability there. And Debbie, that whole thoroughfare, you know, I'm going to see some more beautiful properties as time comes. But do you notice that on your way back and forth that you're seeing more people, more activity, oh, yeah. more rumbling around. Yeah. yeah. I think since USA Parkway come through, mm -hmm. um, you know, all of the industrial there, Yarrington is not that far to travel to no, go to work. No, not at to all USA anymore. Parkway. It's definitely commutable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to look at the stats that we just got from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors that came in yesterday. And we'll look at uh, the median home prices here in Reno Sparks. $455,000 for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, already built home. Now, that price of four fifty-five is up from last year more than 13%, 13.8% increase. Boy, if you had bought a house Should've last year, last year. Hmm? <laughs> I know people, Debbie, that bought homes in 2012, and they are rocking and rolling because the median home price then, $150,000. Can you imagine $300,000 difference? It's really gone up three times, tripled in just eight years mm -hmm. for our wannabe real estate investors or want to buy a home. Mm -hmm. Don't expect that to happen in the future. It's very <laughs> unusual that the numbers go up this dramatically in just one year. But the fact is, more and more people are coming in from out of state. So again, Nevada residents, buy your real estate now while you can. In addition to looking at the median home price of $455,000 for the Reno Sparks area, we look at how many units were sold during this last month, 616. That's up 9.4% from last year. And how long has it taken those homes to stay in contract? Wow, it's like rapid fire, 34 days. Homes are selling fast. 
Let's talk about how much active inventory there is available for sale here in the Reno Sparks area. A thousand homes? No. Five hundred homes? No. Three hundred and ninety-four active homes available for sale. That's a very low number, Debbie. It is. In fact, you look at that number, that is 68.1% lower than last year. Can you believe that? I mean, we were probably over 600 homes last year available in active inventory. Not today. There's just too much to band. The square foot price is a $250 per square foot for the median home price. That's up 11.7% from just one year ago. New listings, 568 new listings. It's up 11.4% from last year, but it is trailing off. It's only it's down actually more than 8% from the month before. Now, when people sell their homes and they want to ask a certain price for it, how likely is it that they'll get their price? Well, in the last month, 99.8% of ask has been received in all of these transactions, which tells me that the realtors, they're pricing the homes accordingly, and that the buyers, they want to get it bought before they lose the deal. There's a big demand for homes in northern Nevada, and that's true not only in Reno and Sparks, but also in places like Fernley, Nevada, Yarrington, Nevada. Smaller communities are seeing the difference and an impact in growth of prices and values, but it's not nearly as dramatic. In fact, the median home price in Sparks is, again, closer to $450,000. Compared to that to Fernley, you're talking more like two hundred seventy-five dollars to $300,000 for a home. Still a big number, but wow. Debbie, did you ever th think you'd see that kind of action here? No, I did not. <laughs> and it's just impacting everybody, but as more people come here, they're looking at the good things. I was looking at a photo of some of these beehives in the wintertime with lots of snow. Debbie, did you get snow in Yarrington? We got probably 13, 14 inches oh, of snow. Oh, wow. You yeah. got more than we did. We only got, I think, four to six oh, inches here. Oh, yeah. We went out and scraped open all of our beehive entrances. Yeah. I did yeah. that, you know, about noon on hours because they were plugged up. Yeah. And I was glad I got out there because there was just too much snow on them to melt there in is. one day. But uh, it's Good amazing. insulation on the top. It zone. really is. It really, that <laughs> tells you that the heat's staying in, right? That's Cause right. Because the snow's on top. Um, but it's really a, a, an important time for beekeepers because we have to get ready and finish up what we're doing for the winter. And we've taken a few steps ourselves to get there because before long, Debbie, those bees aren't going to be moving very much. They pretty well hibernate like, beer, like bees, don't they, in the wintertime? They do. What they do is they cluster up. So mm -hmm. the, they are hatching new bees on a very small amount during the winter. Mm -hmm. So they have to keep that, it's called the brood, the eggs, the larva, the, mm -hmm. the pupa. They have to keep that about 94 degrees. So what they do is they cluster around that brood so that they can get some new bees hatching. Um, and then they pulsate, people refer to it <laughs> like penguins. Yeah. So the ones that are warm on the inside, the cold ones on the outside move into the center. So it's like this pulsating cluster that they have during the winter. Just by moving it around, mm -hmm. they're keeping the queen warm in mm -hmm. the middle. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a great process that they have. Um, it's really an incredible work of nature. Speaking of work of nature, I have a friend who has a restaurant in downtown Reno. It's actually in Midtown, Debbie. It's called Chewy's. Mm. He has invented a new drink that I'm encouraging everybody to try. It's called the Honey Margarita. Sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. And we're very excited because Chewy has chosen our honey from Bistro Honey to be the honey he uses in these margaritas. And would you be interested in joining me for a cocktail and lunch afterwards so we can I sample one of these? I would love to Wouldn't do that. that? Be nice? yes. yes. Well, so our listeners will know we're going to be at Chewy's in Midtown enjoying a honey margarita at lunch today. If for some reason you missed this, don't worry. He's got plenty. Go to Chewy's. Ask him for a honey margarita, and then you'll get a little bit of a taste of what it would be like if you, too, were a beekeeper. You can make your own honey margaritas, right? That's kind of the whole thing, yeah. right? You try one, yeah. you see how it's done, and then next thing you know, you're doing it. Because the best honey, Debbie, that I've ever tasted, you know where it comes from? Where? My backyard. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is the best. And I think everybody that is a beekeeper would say the same thing. They do. We we extract a lot of people's honey at our place, mm -hmm. and everybody's honey is the best. Oh yeah, it's just <laughs> such a such a great. It's all very different. You know, a lot of people like to get medals, ribbons, trophies for the work that they do. We get honey. We do. Oh, there's nothing like that first drop of honey in the fall. And one of the things I enjoy doing with my honey more than anything, Debbie, is giving it away to other people so that they can enjoy it 
and that they can sample um, some of the fruits of our labor and maybe someday become a beekeeper. People of all ages decide to make this move and for a lot of good reasons. It's one of the most natural things you can do and one of the most beneficial things you can do for the creatures and the plants and the people in our world. So please, Debbie, let us know more a little bit about the upcoming Bee Conference. Okay, it's our 11th annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's going to be in Yarrington, and it's going to be February 26 and 27, and you can register for it at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Um, we have researchers, we have people who do apotherapy kind of things with propolis, world jelly. Um, it's a two days pack full of learning you have a very famous beekeeping expert, entomologist, yes. Samuel Ramsey. Oh, Tell yes. us a little bit about Samuel. Dr. Ramsey, when we first met Dr. Ramsey, he was a doctorate student, and he was the top researcher that found out about varroa mites, which is the parasitic mite that's attacking the honeybees, right. actually feeds on the fat of a honeybee rather than the hemolyph or the blood system of the honeybee. Mm -hmm. So it has really, it really turned honeybee research um, on its nose, basically. <laughs> so, uh, and then he got his doctorate. He's doing research in Thailand now. He is sought by so many people worldwide to speak. Um, he's, he's an a, incredible person. Oh, I he love Samuel is, Ramsey. He is. He's going to be at the conference this year, he Feb 26 is. and 27. He is. I'm so excited he's coming back. So I encourage all of our listeners who want to learn more about Samuel Ramsey to go on the Internet and Google Dr. Bugs. Yes. Because he's known as Dr. Bugs. He's put out some great videos and great interviews, and he's just a very fun person and he's a very young person, too. I think he's probably not even 30 yet. I don't think so. And uh, so he's got many years of good service to the beekeeping world. I'm encouraging everybody to join us in Yarrington, mm -hmm. Nevada, Feb mm -hmm. 26 and 27. Debbie, I'm so glad you came to talk to us Thank today. Thank you for having me, Peter. All right. And when we talk next time, we're going to be talking about that great margarita that we had. Okay. That's Honey margaritas. I'm looking forward to it. All right. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in today. My name is Peter, and I am your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you have any questions for us about real estate, honey, or beekeeping, <laughs> we are the radio program to call. Give us a jingle, 775-786-5515. Ask for Peter, or visit our website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. That's where you'll get all the information for the bee conference. Until next week, please tell your friends and family, we're on the air again, same time, same station. Until then... Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.